0: What's up, guys? Coming at you again here with another episode of Tampa Bay Real Producers. This is the podcast made for real producers, by real producers, and of course, with none other then real producers such as my man Jordan Myers. How are you doing today, Jordan? Doing great, Don. Yourself? Yeah, I'm doing well. Good. I'm glad you could be here today. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. We're excited to dive in uh, to your story. As am I. If you guys don't know Jordan, uh, he is the owner of Ascend Realty. We've actually featured Jordan in a previous episode, or I'm sorry, a previous issue of Tampa Bay Real Producers, That's the right. magazine. I think it was a, a broker spotlight, if I remember correctly, That's right. That's that right. we did on you. Uh, I, guess I appreciate it. What oh, was that? A year ago already? Now it was. It was last year. Yeah, sometime. we just
1: had our year anniversary. So yeah,
0: there we go. Yeah, just yeah. a year ago, and I know we had an event that you guys were able to hang out at in yeah. South Tampa. It was like our kickoff. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I met yeah. a lot of your team. I think that night, and yeah. man, they they're loyal to you. I can tell. Like they they love being a part of your organization. That was one of the things I took away from that event. Yeah. Um. It was it was well, cool to see the culture that you've built. Yeah, loyalty is a big uh, trait that we look for in uh you know the people around us. Of course, yeah, yeah, no doubt. So we're gonna dive into how you started building some of that culture in just a second, but. Sure. Usually we like to get started, Jordan, with just a little bit about your background so that people get to know you a little bit. Sure. Um, did you grow up in Tampa? Did you not? What brought you to Tampa, if not? And how did yeah. you end up getting started in real estate?
1: I grew up in Illinois, uh, came down, uh, aspirations of playing baseball. Uh, so I went to USF, um, played for like a week, and then uh, ended up joining a fraternity, have a way better time. And uh, <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> you know, it was kind of unique because I met... Um, Everyone in the fraternity had just started, and they were all from Tampa, where everybody else wasn't from Tampa. Yep. So these guys, like you know, showed me really Tampa, made it home, and then I just never left. Uh, so I got my series seven stockbroker license uh, I worked for Morgan Stanley in this building. So it's kind of a, come full circle. Oh, here, wow. How about that? About, uh, 16, 17 years ago. Nice. But, um, so little
0: did you know, you'd be here talking about on our podcast about right. your real estate business. Huh? That's right. So 16 years later.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, that was like my dream job, right? Uh, Morgan Stanley financial advisor and every, and then I lost everything in the, uh, great recession. Mm. Like everybody else, to, you know, at the, at that time. And, you You know, know, 2008, nine. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, you know, I was like, well, can I mope around kind of like everybody else or just kind of go after it? So I took some other like uh, management jobs in the meantime and then was going to get back into finance. uh, But I'd been like burnt so bad that uh, and then uh, a Remax broker approached me and he's like, I want you to come sell for me. I think you can make 150 grand in two years. I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, that sounds nice. Okay, um, so
0: we happen to be in a Remax office right now as well. So how about yeah, that? It's yeah, right. <laughs> T- total full circle. It so is then, full circle. Um,
1: yeah, like it just. Uh, and I knew nothing about real estate. Like I didn't even know what granite was. I'm being facetious, but the, uh, <laughs> I knew nothing about it. And then uh, talked and made. The how did lead. you meet the broker? Um, I was I was actually working for T-Mobile at the time, okay. and um, so. Right. Um, so I'm like, i have a series seven license and I'm working at T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so I was like the manager there. So, you know, we had just opened a store in uh, Palm Harbor and, you know, again, I just, I, I went out into the community and I just, I want to meet people. I got to get, get to the store, you know, let people know about the store and everything. And then I started getting involved in chambers and, um, I really learned that, it was right when uh, phones were switching from flip, uh, flip phone to smartphone, yep, and nobody knew how to use them, so I just went out and offered to all the chambers in the area of how to u- free class how to utilize the mo- uh, the mobile technology the new cell phones in your business and then free classes we had like eighty people deep in all these class and uh then they started doing <laughs> business with me um, because I was the expert in it, yeah, and um, then we were number four in the nation. Um, number one in the South region in our business accounts. We're beating stores like Philadelphia, Miami. Wow. And, uh, they had me on a national sales call. They're like, how are you doing it? I'm like, I'm going to the chamber of commerce. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't work. I'm like, it doesn't work if you're just going out handing out your card. Right. But like, if you truly come from contribution you try to help people, people start to know, like, trust you, like how you do business. Yeah. And then, um, built that there. So then, uh, that I had sold the Remax broker, like every device you could think of.
0: <laughs> he was right
1: next to us. So he's like, come sell for me." So, um, we did. And then, so then I just turned those relationships over to real estate. Yeah. Um, so, but then you had to teach, uh, had to kind of teach my database and how to think of me as a, now a realtor instead of the, the cell phone guy. That's like yeah. the last thing you want to be thought of. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, uh, so
0: it's fascinating to know that you were, you had the successful career, in the mm-hmm. in the stock world right yep. um and then I, I imagine the humility that you had to go through and that challenge that you it's know only- to end up just accepting a job selling phones right at yep. t-mobile yep. um it's it's funny when you see these stories of people that really had to face those moments and how yep. they responded back from that i think we learn a lot about who we are as a person and our character yeah uh, in those type of moments <laughs> yeah no <laughs> so- doubt
1: and I almost went back. So I was going to like, if I'm going to do that, I want to get my CFP. Uh, there was a five-year program at uh, at USF I was going to go through. I was like, do I really want to do that again? And I just took the leap of faith to real estate. And I mean, it could not have been a better fit mm. as far as like the speed of the, the transaction kind of thing, you know, finance was a little slower. Yeah. So, um, but then I could use, um, especially, you know, I kind of got into commercial right away, which a lot of agents don't, but kind of using that finance background Um, and kind of just looking at it as a whole for what people are trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. doing a, an analysis of what they're, um, everyone's kind of in real estate in some way to make some money, even on your primary residence, you want to make money on it. Sure. So let's just looking at it as a sound financial investment. Um, of course, you know, you can't predict the future in anything, but, uh, you know, just maybe reducing some of that risk.
0: So what year did you get licensed? 2012. Okay. And so that was in a remax office at the time, and you were working under someone's team for a while? No, I was
1: just solo. I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, really? Um, and they're just, they just how it worked out. It didn't happen to be a lot of training there. So, and I had done a lot of community work with, um, with Keller Williams at the time and like the team leader there, fortunately she lost her battle to cancer several years ago. But I mean, people that are like, I was running for honorary mayor of Palm Harbor and, uh, like just someone that's like has bells and whistles on like rooting for me and like they're like what are you doing why aren't you with us and I look at their training calendar I'm like if I'm going to do this I want to do it right sure Uh, so and of course uh, then I was with uh, KW for nine years Um, did uh, you know Rookie of the year, all those kind of things. There
0: um, built a team over the years. Nice. Um, that was the Palm Harbor office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Jody Avery's out of that office. and yep. Brandon Rhimes, and yeah, yeah, we've all, had a, yeah, we've had yeah, a lot we of those all cats there, here. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. So, and you know, so it's like great competition in a way throughout the office. Yeah, very uh, but, good office. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of success. Oh, Ty Bobby
0: was there for a while, right? He was. He was. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. knew Bobby well. I knew Bobby a lot you know, before uh, before he came there for several years. Great guy. Yeah. yeah but, uh, so. And then uh, I had building the team. Like I kept running into this where uh, we we would build up agents and train them, uh, people who weren't in the business before, knew a little bit about it, or just getting back in, and we'd elevate their business. I mean, some of them are actually even real producers of yours, you know, and are off and they've gone off and done their own things, built their own teams, mm-hmm. built twenty, thirty plus million dollar businesses, yep. and. Um, so I keep building these and then I kept losing them right? because they not only had our team split, they had a broker split too. So I'm like, what can I build where, uh, I can invest into the agents and them not want to leave. Yep. Uh, so that's what Ascend is about, uh, you know, helping agents. We have a, some newer agents in the business. We have, You just
0: started uh, Ascend two years ago? Uh, a little over a year now. A little, okay. okay. Yeah, so yeah. just over a year ago now. Yeah. And that's, I know when we featured you, I guess, was right when you were starting it. Just just kicking off. Gotcha. Right? So, but it had been
1: like, I basically moved everyone from my team to the bro So we were like um, a team converted to a brokerage. Yep. Uh, so then we're, um,
0: yeah, so let me ask you this. Yeah. When you got, when you started with KW, did you start team building right away? Was yeah. that something that happened years into it? Uh, how quickly did you start going down the team building uh, route?
1: That, um, I wish I'd have been sooner. Okay. <laughs> so it was, uh, I, I didn't again, not knowing anything in, in real estate. I've just, I'm running around with my realtor hat on trying to do everything. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking at my expenses with my coach and, uh, my busy, biggest expense was uh, transaction coordinator, um, at the time. And, uh, first I was doing them all. I was up till 3am, uh, you know, trying to do paperwork, which is not my forte. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I was better suited as my lane as the sales role. Yeah. Uh, and then having a really good admin then, uh, in that part. So I was kind of freelancing the, um, the transaction coordination. Then my first hire was an admin. So we got real specific, um, there's a book rocket fuel, um, that it, it really helps, um, yeah, kind of balance those, uh, the visionary and integrator of who's doing what. Yeah, Um, we love shouting
0: out books here. So, yeah. I mean, we, we rack up people's Amazon bills pretty good when they yeah, listen yeah, to this podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which I haven't read that one, but I've heard of it.
1: Rocket Fuel is great, yeah. uh, especially for someone who's starting a team. Um, and I actually had, we did the panel a couple of weeks ago. I had the book in my bag and I, didn't want to leave the panel to go get the book, but, uh, <laughs> that, um, it helps really just, uh, you know, to stay in your lane yeah. to, to help. So then again, cause most agents, um, you know, they get to the point where like, Oh, i want to, everyone else is building a team. So I want to build it or I don't, you know, so I might as well just bring on some agents and it's not really necessarily the way to do
0: it because agents just create chaos yeah. And um, for many people, yeah. they try to do it too quickly yeah. or in some cases they wait too long and it's time to actually start trying to expand because it's just finding that passion as to like what's the real motivation for wanting to build the team. Right. right. In the first place, is it really just if it's a money motivation, that's probably the wrong one Always. And, at the end of the day. Yep. So I think it has to come from that element of like yep. you really want to share something and you feel like you have something to offer that's mm-hmm. going to make a difference in people's lives. Sure. And so the team becomes a natural byproduct of that, right? Right. So and the team
1: has to be in my opinion, or like the business has to be self-producing um, in general, because then uh, like if I was, I was able to pass off leads and you know, it's, it becomes about the agents that, and the people that you're working for in your organization, just like any other business, like if their needs aren't met, then they're going to be looking for a different opportunity. So, uh, if there's not enough leads around, you don't have a good foundation of the business. I mean, it's just like going to keep turning it over and, you know, I, I've done it the wrong way, every single way you could think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, even with the brokers, like just try, you know, if you have something new, um, you know, in my opinion, if, if advice to a new agent or something like that, it's, you know, just go for it, take action and then adjust, like always be uh, aware of everything that you're doing. And if you need to just make a slight adjustment or I've had a burn, burn like the brokerage to the ground twice of like, I thought we had the best system in place, you know, the best CRM. And like everybody then hated it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang it. So we pulled that out, got it back in, you know? So, but like just being willing to do that, just not stopping like when something doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, so maybe agents get frustrated with that uh, single agents when they first get in the business.
0: Did you find that your team had a fairly consistent element of growth over the decade that you were with KW? There, building that team, or was it yeah. very roller coaster up and down years? Or like, what what was the peak year that you could remember? Best year that you experienced and the size of the team, and how did that shake out?
1: Yeah, so it was probably about two years after I started the the, the team. Uh, you know, because again, when you're first learning, you're learning how to how do I write contracts? How do I sell a house? How do I have a good open house? How do I do those things? And then, um, your next learning curve is okay. Now how do I make a really efficient process so I can provide great service? Cause it's all about service. And then, uh, becomes to okay, once I get there now, um, I want more business. So how do I scale? And then, then it's okay. Well, usually that's hiring. So now I need to learn how to hire if you haven't like hired before. Um, so, learning and then like the process there like i was going uh i was doing interviews with my assistant uh interviewing agents we we were getting you know probably 80 candidates a month at one time. Wow. And so we would, we would pick the top ones and then I would be having an hour conversation with every single one. We both would be. And I'm realized half of them we wouldn't hire. So I'm just wasting all those hours doing it. So then we got real specific on our process of hiring. Um, You know, we would do a call interview, a video interview. Then um, they got to me at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, once we got really efficient, then our talent started, we get r- real clear on what we were looking for. Then I had a phenomenal talent on our team. And then that's really where, uh, we started to really take off.
0: That's huge. Yeah. How do you think you were number one, generating so much interest? So you said 80 applicants a month. I think there are some people I've talked to who want to build a team and yeah. they seem to have, they seem to struggle with, um, even getting that much interest in candidates, you know, that are coming to them. Right. So I don't know if this was an outbound marketing campaign that you had going on that was create, that let people know that you're building. And and obviously people knew, of course, like, which (laughs) I think in your background, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, So you had something happening there that was creating enough awareness Mm -hmm. that, listen, we're recruiting, we're a place to be, and you're probably going to want to apply for this. Yep. I think it comes from a place, which is smart, that once you've figured that out and you have all these leads coming in, yep. then it's about how do I be more efficient with my time and like you said, build the system so I can make sure I'm getting the quality people and knowing exactly what your process is right. to make that happen. But can you talk a little bit more about how you set that up and, and what went into this like, awareness machine first and then eventually narrowing down what, what makes a great candidate in your eyes as far as your team goes? Sure. Well, first it's getting clear on our values. And what we're about. And then, uh, you know,
1: unfortunately I've had to fire, um, some really good agents because their values didn't necessarily fit what we were looking for. They were like some conduct detrimental to the team. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it, it's tough and they've gone on to other teams and they've sold a lot of properties, Mm -hmm. but, uh, we just weren't willing to risk that. So getting clear on what, um, you know, we're like our mission for ascend is, uh, serving the community through real estate. So we love to be able to help people um, residential get their dream home investment, you know, make money through uh, if commercial find their um, office where they can thrive in their business. So you know we can we can make that happen through real estate, right? So now, um, you know, we, we really focus on personal growth. Hence, why we have uh, we don't call it a book club; we call it the growth club. So we're just slightly above nerdy, but the uh, yeah. So all of our books and everything we we talk about is uh, is on our personal growth because we know. Um, our business will grow to the extent that we do. Yep. So, um, you know, and so that's the, we're looking for like learning based people and, uh, people are committed to it. They don't necessarily have to be full time. There's kind of a fit for everybody, but it's just like any team sport, right? There's uh, everyone has their roles. Right. So,
0: um, how how many people do you have on your team now? we have 11 right now and so, is that how's that compared to what you've experienced is that pretty much the size that you is a sweet spot have you had much larger teams than that
1: um that's about where um when we were maxed out that's what we were doing i mean we were at kw i think we were fourth in the region um in florida for our listing sold that was in 2020 um so we were like we were just hammering out uh you know, uh, really listings and size. So like, uh, to be honest, we're probably, we're going to double that, um, here probably by the end of the year, we'll have 25 agents by the end of the year. Is that the goal? Yeah. So, cool. and we're on pace to do that. Cause now we've just, uh, again, so we've, we've, uh, boosted out, um, now we're recruiting. Uh, so we have, we have a consistent lead flow that is servicing our agents. Uh, so, um, cause we're actually, you know, we give, uh, we give, uh, leads to our realtors. Uh, Do you young? still
0: individually produce or no?
1: Uh mainly commercial. I'm um, yeah. so like uh, most of the agents in our brokerage are residential. Yep. So I'm I'm handling the commercial stuff right now. And i makes you know, sense.
0: I'm, a lot of that to keep me busy. Yeah, because uh, I know like when we look at the MLS, uh, I know that your numbers aren't really shown there accurately. I think I think when I looked at it, it was like, um What eight million or so last year? This was just under your name, I believe, Mm -hmm. Um, with twenty-six transactions is what it showed on there. But I, I I think your people are probably self-reporting as well through the MLS. Yeah, so they don't they don't even report under me, right? So they're all yeah, 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 exactly. They're
1: all like individually. So those numbers are
0: really just what you did individually, not your team or not not a reflection of the organization. Do you want to throw out there what the team did last year?
1: Oh yeah, we did over thirty-five million um, in in total. So I mean, I did more than that in commercial alone. We, I just, a lot of the commercial stuff doesn't even go into uh, the MLS. So.
0: I actually just listened to a, I was on a yeah. commercial webinar for the last two days. So I'm going to, I'd love to pick your brain more about yeah, that. Yeah. I
1: think that would be interesting. Well, you know, I'm looking at like <laughs> to the, uh, it came up on like Ford's, you know, billionaires. And, uh, I'm looking at all these different types of companies and anyone who's in real estate is like commercial development on yeah. that list. And I was like, okay, there's something here. There's definitely something <laughs> yeah, there. No it. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. What type
0: of commercial niche do you love? Or is it you ironically,
1: have a, Um, I ended up getting a a car dealership listing. A person called me and said, Hey, um, they were interested in a building we had, it was already under contract. Like, hey, call in this property for me, it's vacant. I own a car dealership, I want to. And I uh tracked the guy down in California, the seller and the owner of it, and uh, he hired you know, took the listing, yeah, and then you couldn't believe how many calls I've gotten oh, for car dealerships. So I'm looking for people all over the state now, um, for car dealerships and where people buying, selling them. I know almost where every single one is wow. that's available out there. And it's like this weird niche that I came into. Yeah. I'm dealing with a lot of used car salesmen. However, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, uh, that's like the biggest challenge around it, but it's just, uh, interesting of how these things, um, work and they want, they want quick uh, interactions, those kind of things. So, yeah. um,
0: But uh, yeah, Yeah, I have some friends who have done really, really well with mobile home parks, um, self-storage facilities. Um well, I I, and also movement. just apartment buildings like yeah. five unit or larger apartment buildings, yep. um and so I, I'm definitely even personally interested in working in those spaces to try to build up my you know portfolio. Well, everything you said was cash flow, so yeah, that's like
1: you know a target for you. Oh, those are some of the best.
0: And car dealerships is that I haven't even looked into that space, but does that fit into the cash flow <laughs> well, mold or no? Uh,
1: eh, not necessarily. Not as much.
0: It's more of an appreciation buy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but there some of them have shut down. Um with some of the banks closing and whatnot, and some of the subprime Prime uh, car lender people, so they yeah. buy here, pay here. Right. So uh, they've been closing down um, in multiple of them, so they're, people are coming up, and they're good properties, and people are wanting them.
0: Are they converting them to something else, or just re just keeping them as car uh, car dealerships?
1: A lot of them are keeping them in car dealerships, but there's also uh, national car rental companies calling all the time um, to to get that space because they're all kind of similar.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I have another friend who just buys a lot of car washes and yeah, yeah. and. Um, uh laundry mats that's yeah. his thing he loves okay. laundry mats and car yeah, washes absolutely. and i've been picking his brain a little bit learning some things from him um i don't know if you've ever dealt anything in those spaces but yeah i mean yeah. i love the businesses that are just cash cow machines and that yeah. you can have an operator in place or in some cases like a car wash you don't even yeah. really need an operator right uh, and especially nowadays and that's about the memberships too
1: if you get you get a target number of memberships and then uh, you can, I mean, that's an easily sellable business too. Yeah. Once you get it to a certain level, there's people yeah. out there looking for, if you get that level of memberships, they'll buy
0: it from you. Yeah, no doubt. It makes a lot turn of that sense. Money and something else. That's awesome. So your brokerage, now I guess, do you represent the commercial division for Ascend Realty? I okay. I do. And is the plan to even build that out and have some other agents that, that are it. going to specialize in I'm that? needing help now. So we've
1: been putting out, you know, our, um, our lead gen for recruiting um, has been mainly residential. It's just like in general, right. There's, there's more residential agents out there. Sure. Uh, But yeah, I'm uh, it's getting to the point where um, I'm needing help with the commercial side and commercial division now. So, um, and I'm having a ton of leads now for the commercial division that we build out. So then it's going to get to the point where again, just kind of like a, uh, you know, leader of a team or whatever. It's uh, it comes to the point where I need to service the agents at a high level. Mm -hmm. So people running around to, to properties and things like that. I'm not going to be able to do anymore.
0: Yeah, so, no, it makes sense. Yep. Tell us a little bit more about how you think. And like I said earlier, I felt like when I went to the event with your team, yep. there was a very strong culture there. Right? Like they, I can tell that they liked each other. Yeah. Um, they were there. Were, there was uh, an energy with that they had an utmost respect for you and all of them had, I was trying to find the dirt around you and I couldn't find any dirt, man. It was like, they all had good things to say about you and and what you represented and why they work with you and all that, all that stuff. So I just think you've done something really well there. Um, And I'd I'd love to hear more about, you mentioned core values and and identifying that and making sure you're bringing people on that are aligned uh, with those values. Are there any other best practices that you feel like have really helped you build a culture within your, your organization that is thriving and that people want to be a part of, and obviously is also producing uh, at the same time. Any other thoughts come to mind as to how you would help somebody who maybe wants to build a team and is trying to learn how to do it, how to do it the uh, Jordan Myers way.
1: Similar way. Yeah. Um, So one, it's, it's thinking about it, you know, every day, ultimately, number one, I'm, I'm a servant, you know, serve the community. I'm here to serve the community. So, if I can do that through real estate, great. If I can do that through, um, helping other people do that. So we're, uh, just doing a volunteer, um, up, beach cleanup. Right. So it's like kind of fun for everybody to do. And,
0: um, and the whole team gets involved with something like that. I'm going to say they don't have to, but if they, they have the option.
1: So I'm asking them too. Like we literally just had a yesterday, like a, hey, um, what do we want to do? Uh, so I'm not like, you're going to show up here right. at a habitat builder and we're going to build this habitat house. I mean, a lot of people will. Yeah. Um, but, uh, some of them are like, Hey, let's do this. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more of a collaborative effort. Uh, so I've got the buy-in, right. But then, um, so we do a, uh, we've done for several years, a we call it an annual give back. Um, I donate all the commission from the sale of a house to a local Tampa Bay area nonprofit. So we get, you know, we've had up to 200 involved and I would love for you guys to get involved too for our next mm, one. That's cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, um, We get they they all kind of they get their people um, involved. um, People vote for the nonprofit who should get uh, all of our commission, and uh, then whoever has. So it's like a great outreach for every single nonprofit that's involved. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and then too, its a way where we can like interact and um, you know, even nonprofits interact with each other and really where we can find. So uh, just say you had 200 nonprofits involved. We had 200 nonprofits involved. That's um, awesome. 180,000 votes. Um, it was a, uh, it was pretty We did it over, um, over a couple week period, wow. but then too. So it's, it's all based around, we do, we have an annual give back house and, um, so we say okay we we um designate the house all the commission here is going to a charity we let the seller know uh then we, we want the general for business purposes the uh like the community to see us in our element yeah so we have um uh we have a, a grand open house uh where we invite all the nonprofits they get extra votes by coming uh we we'll let the neighborhood know so like um we had i think 250 people at our open house so we could say we may had maybe one of the largest open houses in the area right yeah. so um and then uh you know, we get uh, vendors involved too uh, that want to sponsor it and of course be a part of it. And then, um, everyone knows it's for a good cause. And then, uh, so they get to meet uh, nonprofits that they may have not known about in the area and get to meet the directors and, you know, the people, the heads of the social media and all this kind of thing. Yeah, so, that's cool. And then they get to reach out to, uh, like we had, Big Cat Rescue was one of the recipients one year. And they have people from Australia, like sharing our stuff, you know, it's like, so it's kind of cool. Was uh, the Tiger
0: King there? <laughs>
1: not, I have no idea <laughs> at the time, but uh, you may have been. But, uh, you, know, you know, and it's just like, uh, you know, some of the reach was, was outstanding uh, of how it happened.
0: So... Uh, it's just something we're going to do. It's know. cool though. Cause I mean, obviously it creates a culture within your organization where people feel like real estate is a tool that they're using to really make a difference, right. And right? in, in the community, and I can see why people would be attracted to that. Right. Cause yeah. it's one thing to just go do your job because you have to make money and because everyone does, of course, right. but it's another thing if you can make even more money cause you're doing good, you right. know, to the community. So it sounds like you guys are very intentional about wanting to I don't that's something you do annually, it just sounds like you just said. So yep. um that makes sense. You mentioned earlier you you think you'll get to 25 agents by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Where are you finding your best agents from? Is it just from the current team or is it do you have other do you have outbound marketing still that's recruiting or how does oh, that work?
1: Yeah. So um uh yeah, some of our best referrals are agents on the team of other other agents they've worked with or know and they're like, Yeah, hey, I was talking to this agent. Um, you know, they're a little frustrated on this and that. Uh, so uh, we will have those uh conversations with them and you know especially if their values already uh, our agents align with us sure. likely that agent does too no doubt. um now of course we can uh, i've had some great conversations with agents who you know we, that we've got through our um our prospecting marketing as well our recruiting yep. processes but uh yeah so and some are fit some are not and that's totally okay if they if they're not you know uh, there's something out there for everybody yep uh so it's just uh you know, I want to find out, like, I feel like I know everything about the agents that are there and what they're trying to accomplish. Cause again, it's not about, it's not about selling real estate. It's about what they want to do. Um, you know, our, our business funds, the perfect life. So I want to find out what they're trying to accomplish, what it looks like for their family. If they want to, they don't want to work weekends. They don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, my first year in the business, my wife worked at a hospital uh, 10 hour days. So I couldn't work a Sunday, my first year in the business. Everyone's like, well, you had to have open houses on Sundays. Like, well, I couldn't, so right. I had to have two on Saturdays and one on Friday night. Um, I couldn't show property Sunday, you know? So like you just find a way to make it work. Um, and so whatever they uh, the agents, um, want or trying to accomplish. I mean, that's what our, many our coaching calls are about. It, there's something touched on that every single time. Um, start with why, you know, they're, we're always reminding them of why they're doing what they're doing and what's the big picture? Because we're all um, on our tombstone some days. Like, well, they're, they're a great realtor. Like, you know, like,
0: right. no one ever wants to be that. something more than that. Yeah, yeah. So, how often you said you do these growth. Uh, you don't call them book clubs, your growth clubs. Growth club, Is that's yeah. a, that's a weekly thing? So, uh, we do it
1: Tuesday and Thursdays. Um, okay. You're more than welcome to join to, yeah,
0: the, uh, 9 a.m. Hey, man, I'm all about that type of stuff, dude. I got some books to, to, to throw out there for sure. Yeah.
1: So, um, now we're, we're trying to move the, through the books quicker. Um, just so we can, we can cover more. Like even if you read a book a month, are right, these part of your team meetings? Um, no, these are just, these are separate that were just, um, you know, and some of the talks, real estate, some of it's about life, some of it's about, you know, but it's all based around, you know, like Simon Sinek, like, you know, some of the best minds out there, um, and what they're doing and, and how to apply it to our lives every day. You no know? So I love it, man. That's like, great. So again, that's how that, we that
0: builds culture too.
1: So that's just an example of one of the, one of the things we do. Yeah. So I love it. We get together. We've gone to a couple raise games already, you know, just, you know, they're my people. You know?
0: I'm assuming part of the culture, too, is making sure people are producing, right? So yeah, you have um, certain KPIs, I would imagine, that that matter and that mm-hmm. are communicated to the team, yep. um, whether that's gone over publicly during your weekly team meetings or however your normal process is. Uh, I'm assuming there's some sort of individual accountability that's also part of that after, whether it be a group meeting. Yep. So share with a little bit about your viewpoint on, like, what are the KPIs that are most critical for you that you want to track that that you want your team to care about, and how do you make sure that those things are moving in the right right direction? How do you uh, how do you grow in those particular areas, and what do you do if someone doesn't hit them?
1: Yeah, so it's um it's pretty simple. We have a uh, we offer leads to the agents, and but they they sign an agreement of what it takes to get a lead, and usually that's all around the activities, right? So I don't base it around. Uh, that you get uh three closings a month or something like you know so that's that 's an end result that 's an end result yeah. if they 're doing the activities, then the lead flow stays on. they stop doing those things um you know it could be uh whatever hosting uh, or attending like attending one event it 's like pretty simple like attending mm-hmm. one networking event a month like if they 're not willing to go out and do that they 're just like sitting around waiting for leads kind of thing that 's just you know um yeah, and again, it's it's not to just do that, but it's to help them get out, maybe out of their comfort zone a little sure. bit too. So I'm I'm kind of you know edging them, edging them there too. But uh, so in other things, um, whatever open houses or um, whatever it may be, of course they have to then if a lead comes in, contact it within a certain amount of time frame, mm-hmm. uh, and um, our tracking system, CRM tracking system, tells us that of when it is. So
0: do it, you have an expectation on self gen leads on how many they should be? Contributing to the team or, or adding into their own p- uh, pipeline? Yeah. So that's,
1: we, um, I'm 100% we're, um, huge on goals. If there's nothing you're working towards and what do you, you're just waking up every day, not even having any direction for sure. So and it's, it's so simple. Even the, the simplest goal you can have is to find one lead a day. And one lead a day is just someone that we identify a lead as someone who has told us to buy or sell real estate in the next 12 months if you can find that every day no matter how you want to do it i don't care how you do it if you want to do it social media if you want to go to an event if you want to um prospect for 3 hours a day call um, expires fizz whatever you want to do mm-hmm. um i don't care you know just like um i'm going to hold you accountable to that goal um of the activity of doing that that kind of thing and then um so you know if they have a lead goal we know that on general they're going to get um x amount of leads from us and then they're responsible for for uh, the, the coverage, the difference.
0: So and they have to be accountable to those numbers and publicly I take as part of your meetings. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um and then like it's no high now, huh?
1: Yeah, like a guy right now, he's gotta um he had to have seven leads this week or we have a call tomorrow morning at ten AM. If he doesn't, he's going live on Facebook doing twenty push ups. Oh um, boy. Saying why he didn't do it right. So like there's gotta be So some... there's
0: public shaming as part of the culture yeah. too, huh?
1: But then too you can always have fun with that too. But uh you know, it's uh then he's like, help me out here, I don't wanna do any more push ups. So uh but uh yeah. So it's just even those little things, uh, but then it's always top of mind, uh, when we have that. So, uh, I used to have, um, work with a coaching business, would charge, you know, between 500 and a thousand dollars a month for real estate coaching. Uh, but now all of our agents, they get me that same uh, half hour, uh week timeframe, you know, at no additional cost. So mm-hmm. I'm still doing that, that same coaching with them. Uh, and you know, it seems to be working. Uh, like again, we've, We've raised twenty, thirty million dollars producers in the past, so uh, we're just looking to continue to do that. Anyone who wants to do that, like that's like what we're that we're ascend. Like we don't settle ascend. We're looking to ascend your business to the next level is what we're about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it. Do you have you found since you started ascend, is that solving the I'm developing these people and they're leaving problem that you described earlier, or is there something that's keeping them within the organization? Is there a next level yeah. within ascend that that you think is helpful from the retention standpoint?
1: Yeah. Anyone who's like full time and is producing like that on that level hasn't left. So, so far it's working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, awesome.
1: So uh, some people come and go for whatever reasons or get out of the business or get like great job offers. And, you know, real estate may not have been their passion. It was just a way to, um, you know, supplement their income at a time. So, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. But uh, people who are fully involved with it. And um, I asked them up front on a scale of, you know, zero to 10, how accountable do you want me to hold you? They're like, well, nine. Okay, well, this is what it takes on a nine. A <laughs> nine. Yeah, I
0: almost want to be a ten, but <laughs> right,
1: right, give right. me some slack, right? Or if it's ten, it's like, okay, um, I want you to text me. Uh, you're texting me every single night of um, of what you uh, you know, whatever your goal is, uh, mm-hmm. one lead and one appointment a day. And So it's like one and one, or zero and two, or two three and one, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So it's just like they know, and I don't. You know, I'm not like they're micromanaging them, but it's just having that that look over your shoulder, like, you know, always helped me get into production. Totally. And like I, 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 a lot yeah. of
0: people have a negative perception when it comes to accountability, mm-hmm. but it's some of the most, it's one of the most important things that anybody can ever have if they're going to be truly successful. And so once you most people it, aren't disciplined enough to it. do it themselves. Oh yeah. 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 And, There's a great book called the seven disciplines of <laughs> execution. You've probably, it sounds like you might've read it cause it's uh, ties into the whole lead and lag measures thing that you discussed earlier. Yep. And, um, uh, talks a lot actually in that book about how important some element of uh accountability has to be a part of your business plan right whether that's through a coach or through something ha- something has to be set up that's going to be an accountability element cuz we're just humans that um are, it's too easy to fail when we're not when we're not having that in place and so that's the that's what a great coach does really at the end of the day
1: oh, but yeah and then sometimes too I can help them like find really what their their niche is of sometimes it like even within real estate or without like Donna, have you ever had like something where you thought you were going down a direction and then something just pulled you completely in another direction? Like, wow, mm-hmm. I can actually succeed in this. Yep. Like any, I don't know, maybe real producer. I don't know. You know? Yeah.
0: This wasn't my vision initially, but yeah. I've just kind of worked itself out. Yeah, no yeah. doubt.
1: Does it seem like it's like
0: a natural kind of thing or For me, uh, I love real estate. So I've always loved, I'm not an agent, as you know, I'm not a licensed agent. So for me, it was always about investing in real estate. And when I started up the um, Snell Isle and Tierra Verde franchises through the parent company, I've always found that I connected with the real estate agents more than any other client um, that I had. Yeah. And so that when real producers became an option within that franchise, it was a bit of a no-brainer for me to at least pursue it. But for me, I'd never really thought I would even be in that franchise to begin with. That's a whole other story that we'll have to have me interviewed on for another another episode. Yeah, we can turn uh, that into a Yeah, exactly. Topic, yeah. But I still, to this day, and this is why I was talking about commercial earlier, Like I still feel like real estate investment on the commercial side specifically is really something that I'm passionate about. Cause I, I mm-hmm. see the freedom in that. I see the opportunity to build the, the right. lifestyle that I want mm-hmm. with, for my family. I have five kids. I want to be able to spend time with them. I want to have okay. that financial freedom. I just read a book myself called uh, buy, um, buy back your time. Another great book I'd recommend to your team, your okay. growth club. Okay. Um, and it's just all about passive income, but doing it like I, I in a way, I kind of believe passive income is a myth because all passive income requires some work oh, yeah. to get it set up properly. Um, but this Buy Back Your Time book is really about building the lifestyle that I think many of us desire and want and utilizing sure. your opportunities to do that. So that's, that's why real estate still is appealing to me to this day.
1: Right. Yeah, and then it's just kind of, you know, talking to an advisor like, you know, um, someone, someone who's like in it, looking at commercial investments every single day and like, okay, this is, it's very simple it's very simple to do. Yep. And then you can you know, just build, even if it's not like a home run right away, but it's a building there to get you to that next point. And it really, it may only be like two property, two or three properties away from you having that kill like exactly what
0: you want. Yeah. One of the things I love about commercial is it could be one property. Totally. Just one deal could change your life. You know, Yep. one apartment building, one, whatever. Yeah. I know of um, an off
1: market one too. Um, oh, let's chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be good for whoever gets it
0: all right well we'll have to talk offline that sounds good um let's we'll talk a little bit more too about you personally so that people get to know you a little bit more about you You said you're married right how long have you been married now oh shit. um <laughs> she's not gonna watch don't worry <laughs> she already knows your
1: story yeah um, it'll be 14 years uh so my wife she has her own business um boutique business and uh she she kills it she um she, she was what kind of business it. Uh, it's a boutique. She it was um, like a retail shop. Yeah. She was with LuLaRoe. She started with that. She was, um, she worked for a hospital, like I mentioned. And then, uh, she's like one day, um, she's like, I'm thinking about starting this business. I was like, really? Like, you know, and then, um, she like killed, she was one of the top, you know, hundred people in this major uh, company at the nice. time. And then um, broke off and does it herself and has been doing it ever since. And, she's uh, got the
0: entrepreneurship itch, too,
1: huh? Uh, yeah, 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 she does. And she's like, people love her. You know, she's great, um, great. It goes like live multiple times a day. I don't know how she does it. But <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, you know, uh, and she does really well with it. Uh, Do yeah, you guys have kids? Three kids, um, 8, 10, and 12, all in sports. We like just ended. So now we're like, take a deep breath here. That's cool. That's, yeah, uh, boys, girls. Uh, girl, girl, and my little guy is a, so are you a uh, coach on the, on these teams? Yeah. Well, I coach, um, a little league baseball Well, we just ended, but, um, I know in my middle daughter plays soccer. I don't know a lot about soccer. My oldest cheers competitively. I know nothing about cheer, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm cheered ed, so there you go. Going, That's going cool. Support. Yeah. But, um, and she's getting like, they're, they're all so talented in their, in their um, own ways and whatnot. And there's nothing I love, you know, love more than that. So I
0: can relate. Yeah, I just got done coaching my uh, boys' baseball team as well. Uh, nice. That was my passion. I'm a, I'm a big baseball fan. played yep. baseball most of my life. Yep. Walked on at UT, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was funny you mentioned earlier about USF, how everyone's from Tampa. I had a completely separate experience at UT because yeah, yeah. everyone was from, I'm from Connecticut, and it yep. <laughs> seemed like everybody was from the Northeast yeah. that were at uh, right University of Tampa. Well, they recruit well I, up there.
1: That's where I first got accepted was University of Tampa. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought, D1 would be better. <laughs> um, so they had quite a baseball program there. Made a bad move. But, <laughs> well, because then uh, I would have been a junior and uh, UT won the,
0: the national, national title. Team, yeah. yeah. The U2, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they got quite a history of that. Yeah. For sure. I wasn't good enough to actually like play at all, really. I walked on and I was always fast. So they did put me on the team in case yeah, there was yeah. like a stolen base needed in a clutch moment or yeah, something, yeah. or I was like a backup middle infield middle infielder. Yep, yep. But eventually I got to a point where it was kind of a full-time job to play ball there. Cause yeah, even though really they're D3, is. they treat it very seriously. Yep. And uh, I had to start working and making some money. So I didn't even do it for all my years there, but um, it was fun. Same, I miss yeah. it. And now I'm playing adult softball at church leagues and stuff, you nice. know, so it, it is what it is. It's,
1: it is what it is. It is what it is. what do you guys do you like to do
0: for fun as a family?
1: Uh, travel, um, boat, um, those kind of, you know, those things were, uh, School ends next week. You live we take,
0: in Palm Harbor still? Uh, Safety Harbor. Safety Harbor. Okay. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, the yeah, school ends next Thursday. We're taking the kids on a surprise cruise right here out of Tampa. So we're picking them up from school. Nice. And just heading right to the port of Tampa here. It's not a
0: surprise anymore, but no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, They
1: won't, they see won't see have it by next it, Thursday. Yeah. It's all good. They do not see it, but... Uh, That'll yeah. be fun. For a week? Uh, just uh, through Memorial Day kind of thing. So yeah, we just... Uh, we're going to travel all summer. Um, nice. We got family here in Connecticut, Illinois, all over the country. So it's just... Very uh, cool. Yeah, so... Um, where are you traveling to? Um, both of those c- cities. Uh, my wife wanted Morgan Wall- Wallen tickets for Mother's Day. Uh, country guy, I think he just played here or was supposed to play here or something. But gotcha. We're going to Wrigley Field. We're, uh, I got our seats like right in front of the stage. So. Ah, that's cool. Um, yeah, we're going to go there. Um, where? We're Do gonna- you have a favorite
0: ballpark that you visited?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm from out, outside Chicago, there. So Wrigley, Wrigley's not the same maybe as what it used to be, but um, it's uh, still a great park.
0: Um, still iconic, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've uh, only been to one game there, but it was awesome. Yeah, the yeah. Cubs were horrible that season, but I was able to get like Most amazing seasons, seats. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah, we um, well, in real estate got me that opportunity when uh, the Cubs went to the World Series. Um, that it was Game Five there, hadn't won a World Series game they're in uh whatever, 54 years and i called my dad i'm like dad i want to go you want to go he's like We can't go the tickets are whatever i'm like oh well, let's make it happen yeah so we went there and it was like you know the only game i've ever been to where everyone was standing the entire game in a baseball game right and they won and then won the world series it was uh that's cool yeah we'll never forget that so like you know like again it's not about uh it's not about real estate it's like what you can like the life you want to live with experiences, it. right? Yeah, it's true. really what I, t-
0: I tell my kids that all the time too. life is really about the moments and the experiences that you can create with your loved ones and yeah. your family. And that's what you don't forget much yeah. more than buying stuff. Right. <clears throat> so that's
1: like, well, when our agents, when we do our goal planning for the year, uh, we're putting their, uh, their vacations, everything on the schedule first because the money will always show up mm-hmm. uh, for any vacation, uh, especially as it leads up to it. Like, shoot, it's a 15th protocol. I'm going on a cruise next month. I need to get two things under contract right now. Yep. So and it and they will. It like works that way every time.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So Robert Kiyosaki talks a lot about when he wants something, maybe it's even a trip or a Porsche or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's about what am I going to do in my business to afford that? Right. Like oh, yeah. so am I going to buy this property? That's my Porsche property. Right. Yep. This is my trip around the world property, like whatever it is, just tying it into production. I think that makes a lot of sense. I got two uh, recommendations for you. that I was thinking about as you were talking about these different dreams, really, that your team might have. It seems like you do a good job of trying to flush those dreams out and fulfilling them for your people. Um, There's a great book out there called The Dream Manager. Uh, Have you read that? No. Uh, it would be a great thing for your growth club All right. just to talk you about. you
1: facilitate it. With yeah,
0: it's, it's a great book to talk about how to create a culture within a yes. team that, of people pursuing their dreams, right? Sure. And then there's a one that is a piggyback to that, which a good friend of mine actually wrote. It's called The Dream Machine. And he was motivated by the dream manager book. And he ended up incorporating that into his sales organization. And he became one of the top sales guys in Cutco, which is my background, the knife company. He's still there to this day, but he wrote this book on how he did it. And, and it's like a kind of like a workshop manual on what he does. He travels around the country now running these dream workshops and yeah. it's called the Dream Machine. So uh, yeah, your team would eat that stuff up, man. From what I can pick up from where what your culture is all about.
1: Sure, sure. And then yeah, it's just uh, you know, just staying a strong mindset every day. And uh, you know, I don't know. I think you're a big Tony Robbins guy. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: tend a lot of his stuff.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, so yeah, like, how have you like applied that to like similar ways?
0: Yeah, no doubt. In a lot of different ways. I mean, yeah. a lot of his stuff is personal too as far as health and and investments right. and stuff of that nature, but from right. a business side of things, I did go to his business mastery uh years ago. Yep. And well, it was 2019 and <clears throat> there's just automation, uh optimization, you know, how to be able to leverage and scale development, empowerment of people, yeah. you know, kind of like the who not how mentality of, of always trying to get the right person on the bus and, and figuring out who that is. Like you were talking about core values. Yep. Um, a lot of that is stuff Tony preaches and, and taking a lot of that and put it to work in, in my business yeah. life. Nice.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it all kind of makes sense. Right. So then I mean, we're all here trying to do the same thing every day. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, and then, yeah, you know, the fulfilling part is helping people do that. You know, at least for me, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. And then now it's like, okay, well, why aren't we helping more people do that? So then it's like, okay, if that's really the passion, like let's
0: boost this out and see how many people we can help. Yeah. I love it. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think team building is something that I, uh, am passionate about as well. Uh, for, yeah. for many, that was my background with the Cutco business too. We're yeah. going to, um, have a couple rapid fire questions, just a little bit more again about you. All right. Uh, one is, do you, I know we talked a lot about books and clubs and growth and stuff. So yep. is there a favorite, you know, book or author or maybe even a seminar that you've attended that you feel like has made a huge impact? Sure. Um,
1: Intentional Living by John Maxwell, one of my favorite books. I love John, yeah. Um, Atomic Habits, uh, James Clear. You know, that's really that got me on the um, action and uh, adjust, action, adjust, like literally on everything, everything, everything we're doing. As everything happens slowly slowly suddenly and even if you you don't catch it before it could be too bad or mm-hmm. all of a sudden you feel like you're not getting results and all of a sudden you do um the yeah anything you know Tony robinson just like little stuff there here and there um simon syndic's always you know positive stuff uh so um He's got yeah, some or, great
0: youtube uh content yeah and our, our <clears throat> growth
1: club is really based around a lot of those things um so again, just having any any conversations based around it.
0: Cool. Favorite food? Uh, pizza, I guess. Pizza guy. All right. Well, I'm on like this keto. If so someone wants to get on your good side, they could just send you a nice yeah. big pepperoni pizza it's and you're easy. good, huh? It's too easy. <laughs> I'm like
1: there have been this like uh whatever uh Caesar salad thing lately. I'm just trying to be healthy. Totally opposite of pizza. But yeah, so you can get like a little salad. So I'm like half
0: (laughs) responsible and (laughs) have a little cup of Caesar and a big old extra large pepperoni. We're good to go. Perfect. (laughs) And, um, you mentioned a couple of your favorite vacations and stuff. You mentioned also all these different charities. I'm always yeah. curious, is there one particular organization that either you personally have been involved with or that you feel like your team has been? Any any one particular that stands out?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we're um, I'm a Copperhead, Copperhead Charities. We put on the Velspar Tournament every year. Um, that's you know really important to us. Um, a good friend of mine is the CEO of Habitat for Humanity of Pinellas and West Pasco. And um, so we're one of their preferred realtors. We help them find property um so they can build their habitat habitat homes on awesome um, chichi rodriguez foundation uh, they, you know I, I feel like i should have like an oscar speech and like all this like i'm not thanking all of them like right. i'm sorry if i'm not but you well, we got uh,
0: 200 it's a long list yeah so i mean
1: there's just so many great people um that involved. then you really see their true passion too of why they're doing some of these things out there uh why how they're helping the community and like you, you know you just you want to give to everybody sometimes you can't all the time but right. like uh, yeah. So those are just a couple, a couple in particular that
0: are really close to us. Cool, bro. I got two last questions for yep. you. One is <clears throat> what I call the legacy question. So when you think about the fact that at some point we're all going to probably come to an end, right. In this at world. Point, yeah. And, um, generally we would, I think most people want our lives to mean something. So when you think about what you want to be known for, mm-hmm. when your time comes to an end, what comes to mind for you?
1: Uh, you know, just the, they, they always, anyone knew that they could count on me at any time that I was there for them any, any time a need that they, whatever need it was that I was always there for them and they could count on me. Mm. Uh, so that's just the simplest thing. Um, but uh, so you know like, yeah, you know what? Like, man, I could really, I could really always count on that person. They were always honest with me and I knew I could go to them
0: with any advice or anything like that. And they'd shoot me straight and uh, do everything they could to help. That's cool. The Bible says that there's nothing more precious than a good friend, more precious than gold. So I think yep. what you just described would be the characteristic of a good friend, right? Being reliable and, and knowing that you can go to somebody when you have that time of need. Yep. Um, Anybody in our audience, whether you're an agent who wants to maybe think about a team to grow, hopefully you got a good feel of Jordan and his team today uh, as we talked about his culture and how he's built his team. How could somebody reach out to you, Jordan, if they want to chat about, pick your brain on, on what your experiences have been or talk to you about your organization? What's the best way to reach you?
1: Um, probably cell phone, 813-810-0015. My email is Estate at gmail.com. Our website is AscendRG, as in Realty Group, AscendRG.com. We're on all social media platforms. Uh, Attend uh, Don's events a lot, so we could probably see you out there. Always willing to have a conversation, and it'll help anybody at any time.
0: Cool. We'll throw some of that contact information on the screen, but we're checking out here for today. And what we always try to end each episode with is what is one action step that you can take after listening to this podcast that can help you grow your business or grow yourself personally? Maybe it's a book that you heard us chat about. Maybe it's, um, Hey, you know what? I'm a team leader and I need to implement something that Jordan mentioned about core values into my team, or maybe it's adding a growth club into your organization. What is it that you can do? What's one thing, just one action step that's going to, take your business or your personal life to the next level. We'll check you out on the next episode of Tant Bay Real Producers. Stay classy.